I'll give you guys the value equation on how you want to break down the psychology when you're selling something is what's the desired outcome that they have in buying this product? What's the likelihood of achievement? Because they want to achieve that result. And then you want to add those and then you want to subtract time and you want to subtract difficulty. So this is the Millionaire Talk Show. My name is Charles Oglesby, your host. We've been doing this for a long time. And um also been following this brother right here for a long time. So it's cool to do this in person. Interestingly enough, I actually met him for the first time in person at the Hive Mind Conference. And that was after maybe like three, four years of following him, doing some uh we had done like a few podcasts together. We had done some interviews. I was on his show, he was on my show. And uh, the brother just keeps winning, man. He just keeps stepping up another notch, doing some really cool things in business. One of the first people that I know locally who is fully self-employed. A lot of people in California aren't self-employed, aren't entrepreneurs. They just hug that cubicle, hug, hug that job. And this brother's never been like that. So we're going to have a cool conversation. It's probably not going to be the uh, tell me your life story. We're just going to be chopping it up, talking about current events, talking about what he's doing in his life right now because um, – it's, it's new levels. So welcome to the show, Mr. Roy Red. Yo, thank you for having me. First, I just want to say, yo, it feels good to sit next to the GOAT, man. <laughs> I've been following you, man, years. And it's just watching you come up has just not only been inspiring, but it just shows me what's possible. Because like when I, you know, I first ran into you, you know, started making a whole bunch of money. It's like 2011, 2012. Copped your ties. Right. And right. you was just hustling, man. You was always <laughs> just talking that reading those books, talking that noise for years, and to see it actually come into fruition, it's like, yo, you really spoken into existence yeah. and uh, just brought your personal power to your business and your life. So for people who don't know you, can you give us a brief summary of who Roy Red is? And then we're going to hop into uh, this new stuff. Yeah. Um, entrepreneur, speaker, five-time best-selling author, and um, my superpower is I could take really complex ideas and make it simple. You know, I was that dude, never really smart in school. But when I did focus, I had to simplify things for me to understand it because I wasn't that smart. And then when I got older, I found out that that was a superpower, being able to take things and simplify it and put it into a way to where it works in life. And so I um, wrote my first book in 2016. Uh, got into the game by working with NBA players and then working with CEOs and then uh, went on a uh, a long deal rut. And if you don't know what a deal rut is, that's just when you have a business and you're not making money. And so I had to really sit down and learn business, how to bring in leads, how to convert leads and how to get follow up business. And uh, now I coach CEOs to learn how to do that same thing. And uh, like we talked about trying to buy businesses, right, roll up, right, roll right, up right. fragmented industry. That's that's cool because you took a situation that could have been seen as an L, mm -hmm. turned it into because I mean successful people when they run into something like that they're yeah. gonna work through it yeah and you work through it which is cool then you get to teach people how to do the same thing exactly I I really got lucky um, my first uh, coaching client paid me 120 grand over a course of a year and so I got caught up in the high ticket selling which. Um, and following Charles and learning business, it's possible. There's really not the way to go. It's it's really not. 
uh, something you should do. You could talk about these big brands that sell high tickets. That's just a marketing ploy so that you buy their low ticket stuff. Mm. But um, that's true. That's a bar. Because if you look at mm-hmm. it. I mean, you got Maserati. Yeah, they made their money selling the Ghibli. Yeah, they didn't make their money selling the GT. Mm-hmm. Um, who else? Pretty much anybody. I remember when Tiffany's. Tiffany's had this big brand. They're selling the gold. That gold stuff for Tiffany's is very expensive. Mm-hmm. They made their money selling the silver. Yeah. If you look at Ralph Lauren, is a good one. They got like the purple label, um, and it's really expensive. They actually lose money on that high end stuff, but they got the high end stuff to create the perception, and then they make their money at. At Macy's, where they sell the low end stuff, where unfortunately our people go and cop it because we want to have that, we want to have that that horse on our shirt, and we cop the cheaper one like at Marshalls or something. Yeah, Marshalls just to have too. It. That's where they make their actual money. They don't mm-hmm. make their money on the high end stuff. The high end stuff just creates the perception. Mm-hmm. Then they go, hey, we give you a deal on this low end stuff, and you feel like you got That's the high end stuff, but you don't, right? Mm-hmm. Right? It's a product integration suite, which we'll talk about, which you talk about in the mastermind. Which is super smart. We didn't talk about that. Yeah, but uh, just backpedaling, I uh, uh, got that client and uh, thought I was winning. Man, went and spent the spent the money. You know, I wasn't always smart with my money. And then uh, what'd you buy, I just, man? I bought a <laughs> <laughs> I bought an S five Audi cash. Wouldn't count that. At least I didn't have no car notes. So when I stopped running out of money, I didn't really have a note. And uh, you know, I just like I like to experience things with friends. I don't really drink. I don't really do. I'm really a square, but I like to see my circle have fun. Yeah. And so I used to just bring them out, bring them out to the club and just do stuff like that. And then uh, when it ran out, I had to figure it out. Yeah. You know? So you mentioned that you don't drink. Yeah. I why, do a little bit, a little bit. Very why, rare. But but do you think that by not drinking that you're better off? No. No. It it. Anything in, in, in excess is bad. Mm. But if you got it under control, it's fine. One thing I learned, what, what got me to start drinking sometimes was it was ego is the reason why I wasn't drinking. I felt like I was better than people because I wasn't drinking like, oh, I don't drink. Like, uh. I'm better than you. I'm more disciplined than you. And that, it wasn't really that. It wasn't really that. It was, it's, it's not about that. And so every now and then, plus I realize a lot of my clients will look at me weird when I didn't drink or if I say I don't drink. So I learned to say things like not right now mm. or I'll take a glass and a wine and just sip it slow. And, you know, I'll take a shot or two just to be festive. If you're going to be somewhere, be there, be be in it, be there. Right, 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 and at right. the end of the day in business, buy in or another a better word for it is trust is what's key. Yeah. I'm getting that bread. Right, I, right, I ain't right. working with you if, if you if I can't trust you. Yeah, if you're kind of weird and standoffish <laughs> and different than everybody else, they're not going to trust you. Exactly. That makes sense. All right. So now... You've taken your your brand. You're in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. What is that like for you? Um, I live downtown, across the street from Staples. I thought that was gonna be like the thing. Like I'm gonna go downtown, be across from Staples. Like I'm gonna be living, but it's whatever. It's, just, <laughs> <laughs> it's the same. Like um, it's cool being in it. When people come to you know my crib, they'd be like, "Yo, you're right here. This is nice." But it's like anywhere. It doesn't matter where you live. If you can figure out business, literally, you can sell anything to anybody in the world. Right. Uh, you don't. I mean, unless you're brick and mortar. But uh, it doesn't matter where you're at. You can you can get leads and sell anywhere. Man. Yeah. And uh, TED Talk speaker. Mm-hmm. Did two TED Talks. Two TED Talks. I heard. I, I was on YouTube and somebody was like, "Man, I did a TED Talk. It changed my life." Did you have that same experience, or is that just somebody trying to? It did change my life. 
Um, that's a little overhyped, but the first one changed my life because it got rid of all of my uh, imposter syndrome. Mm. Um, the TED Talk and when I spoke at Stanford, because, you know, how we're all insecure. It's just we deal with our insecurities different. Mm. And so I was always insecure about not going to school. And so I was like always like bashing people and went to schools like <laughs> like I'm I didn't go to school and I'm getting more bread. And so when I spoke at Stanford, that got rid of all of that because it was like yo, like even my mom to this day be like yo, why did why did you speak at Stanford? Like why were you there? What what did they what was you saying? Why did they want you to go talk there? But the uh, the TED talk also helped that to where it was like, you know, you can you can call yourself a speaker if you had one or two speaking engagements. But you ain't going to feel like a speaker until you have that one where it's like, yeah, I, I got up there and really did that. Yeah. What about Stanford mm-hmm. and you not having the formal education clicked? I was getting ready for my talk and I have a whole routine. Like I, I uh, get my physiology going, jump up and down. And I was looking at the pamphlet and I was looking at the pamphlet and it was like Jeffrey Pfeffer, Ph.D., who like wrote like a bunch of like top books. It was like da 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 PhD, da 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 PhD. Then it was like Roy Red, like author. And it just hit me like, yo, everybody speaking at this credential wise are killing me. So I gotta really go up here and give info. I gotta I gotta I gotta be better because my credentials didn't fit yeah. what theirs was. And then it's crazy because my boy Nigel, who's my camera guy, I was sitting there. You know, I don't care how many times you spoke, you're going to have nerves. And so I'm sitting there. I'm a little nervous. And Nigel, just like Bundini Brown, came in my ear and said, yo, you about to kill him. They don't know what's about to hit you. And when he said that, it tempered my spirit. And I went up there and I killed it. Bro. Yeah. I killed it. One of the things you're also really big on is physical fitness. Yeah. Um, like really in shape. Mm-hmm. What's the process of getting in st- shape, staying in shape, and then also psychologically, what does that do for you in business? Cause I know a lot of CPOs or CEOs, they're really big on exercise, yeah. waking up, exercising, getting your b- body moving. Mm-hmm. What are the benefits of that? Uh, really, at the end of the day, it just helps you be more productive. Um, there... But I always think that if I exercise, I'll be tired. Uh-huh. And then if I'm tired, I'll be dragging throughout the whole day. You don't got to be exercising all that hard. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? 30 minutes or less, like I'll be doing the most. But that's me. That's what, just what I like to do because I have some fitness goals. And it does get me tired sometimes. And I would be more productive if I just did 30 minutes. But mm. you can do a 15-minute Tabata circuit, 30 minutes. You just got to get movement, get your blood going. We, you know, you know, I love neuroscience. I'm a nerd with neuroscience. We got all these chemicals that our bodies release to reward us for doing things that are good for us. And working out releases a lot of those chemicals. And then when those chemicals are released, you can be more productive. You can think quicker. You're more sharp. Uh, you get blood flow to the brain. And then in the business aspect, just at the end of the day, when you look in shape or look like you take care of yourself, the person, as soon as they see you, you know, we pre-framing, they go, they look at what you wear. People judge you in the first couple seconds. Mm-hmm. And they know you have self-respect when when you're in shape, you ain't got to be buff or cut or abs, right, just right. where they know, oh, yeah, he he gets that work in. Yeah, yeah. They know that you have some discipline, yeah. some work ethic, and they want to be associated with people who are like that. Exactly. My problem is I wake up, 
And the first thing I'm thinking is get the day started. Yeah. And exercise is like completely opposite of that. Mm-hmm. Um, is it okay to exercise in the evening too? It's 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 okay as long as you get it in. Right. Um, right, right we're right. all kind of to dive into more of science. We all have what's called a chronotype. And you could take a chronotype test, just Google chronotype test. And what a chronotype is, is the time that you like to wake up the time that you should be eating and the time you should be working out. And once you take that test and you find out what your chronotype is, work out at that time. Mm. So I'm a wolf. I wake up later in the day. When I wake up in the morning, I don't wanna, I'm like, yo, I need an hour or two to kind of roll out of bed. Don't talk to me. I don't look at social media. But then like around 12, I start picking up energy. Mm. Then I'm like, okay, let's get it. I'm getting the day started. And I start to really get energy when the sun is going down. And so we aren't all like that. So find out what you are. A lot of entrepreneurs are uh, either wolves or, or lions. They get up early and they get at it. Find out what you are and then just tailor your workout to fit your day and your chronotype. You said a wolf. Yeah. That's like an act. Is that something you made up or is that something like you take this test and it tells you what you are? So you take the test and it tells you what, what you are. And it's, this is actual science that they've done. Well, all of our bodies are on, on, on time rhythms. Like when you're most productive, when you should be eating, everything's on a time rhythm. And so the reason why we have chronotypes is because we grew up in in villages and groups. And so someone had to be awake to watch the group at night while the mm-hmm. rest were sleeping to protect them. And then that's why you got your insomniacs that any little bit of noise wakes them up. Those are the people who protect the group as well. So different people are productive at different times for the sake of the group. Yeah. That's why we have those those rhythms. You study a lot of this. Yeah. Like, what are you, what are you researching and reading to get this information? Um, a lot of people go to books. I go to peer-reviewed papers. So, um, neuroscience, uh, daily, um, examine.com, uh, Stanford. You can go to SSRN. They have a lot of published papers. And I read the actual studies in the papers because I don't want someone to tell me this is the science and then I just take it for what it is. I want to read what's going on and then come up with my own conclusion on it because some of it you know i have like placebos and this and that and so i just i want to be my best you know what i mean i want to keep testosterone and energy high so i can sleep four hours like i did last night and have super ton of energy today and be able to work and you know and be good so that's why i study it so i could be at my best it's interesting because a lot of us, we just focus on the grind, but you've always focused on like the psychological aspect mm-hmm. of everything. Yeah. Does like how do you apply the mindset and mm-hmm. the grind? And is it more mindset or is it more just like getting out there and getting it? It's more mindset. It's ninety percent mindset and ten percent everything else, and maybe less to everything else. Wow. Really? Because yeah, because we have, you know, all these concepts on how you should be living physically, you need to get your rest. But the human will is above all of that. At the end of the day, if you make a decision that you're this, you might struggle through it, but then at the end of the day, your brain's going to go, all right, bro's not letting up, so we have to change. And Mm -hmm. neuroplasticity has been proven, which your brain changes. So that means once neuroplasticity was proven, a lot of neuroscience was thrown out the door. Do, what do you mean plasticity? Your your brain literally changes. Like, let's say you hate something, but then you force yourself to do it for a certain amount of time. Your brain is going to scream, come up with excuses. But once it realizes 
yo, this dude ain't going to change. It's going to change your brain. It's going to rewire. And then you're going to end up liking that thing and mm. loving that thing. So at the end of the day, responsibility is the number one psychological gift because we none of us are a certain way. We're just that way to survive our environments. And at any time, we can create an environment that we need to survive again and your brain a chance to survive facts. that environment. Facts, facts, facts. Mm -hmm. We're back. Ty Capital Millionaire Podcast, also known as the Millionaire Talk Show, also known as a lot of other really cool things that we're doing. And we're just dropping the game, giving the information to the peeps. Like I said, we got Mr. Roy Red here from the Inland Empire, Ranch Cucamonga area, repping the Wealth Barbershop. Um, the hat. That has fire, man. They gonna love that. So, um, yeah, we're gonna talk about business right now because it's a business talk show, and this guy's crushing it in business. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about your early stage of entrepreneurship. How did you even get into entrepreneurship? Um, again, I got lucky, man. Um, I kind of went through some tough times, broke, and I got a job working at uh, Kaiser. And when I was at Kaiser, I was reading um, uh, Motivated from Jim Rohn, The Goat, and I was reading uh, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Steve Covey. And when I was reading the book, I was in the break room and I'm in the break room reading the book. And my first coach, one of my first mentors, his name is Damian Black, saw me reading the book. And he was a nurse at the time. And he was like, he was like, yo, I love that book. You know, you're into personal development. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I kind of just got into it. And he's like, yo, you want to come to this this seminar? And he invited me to the seminar and uh, uh, just to speed things up, went to the seminar and met uh, J.T. Fox, who a lot of you guys right. probably saw on Clubhouse because yeah. he's crazy <laughs> on Clubhouse. Up, man. Yeah, he's he's very <laughs> smart. He knows that in order, we talked about neuroplasticity, he knows that stress and um, kind of being called out in uncomfortable situations is what changes people. So he, he does it strategically. Mm. Um, but uh, learned a lot of business acumen and um, um, learned that, I wanted to write a book that writing the book helps you build a brand because it brings it that perception. It's a lead generator. Right, some right, of the right. stuff we talked about, but I didn't have no business yet. You know, I can't be like, I'm a success coach and I ain't made no money. And so the only skill that I had was I was a paramedic, was a paramedic stuff. So I started a CPR business called Red Zone CPR, mm -hmm. teaching healthcare providers how to do CPR because they need to renew every two years. And I still have that business on autopilot. And so I took that business to a six-figure level. Easy, right? I was there around the people. I was just like, yo, I, I offer BLS. That's what they call it, uh, basic life support. And uh, built that up. And then when I took it to a six-figure level, that was like the number in my head. Like, okay, I can write a book now. And I wrote uh, The Success Magnet, Cultivate the Five Values That Attract Success, which is about self-expressing and success. And... Uh, after I wrote that book, I was launching it, and a NBA skills trainer by the name of Casey Chuheke hit me up. Was like, "Yo, does this stuff you talk about in the book work on athletes?" And I didn't really know. I was like, "Yeah, they're humans. Like, <laughs> you know, yeah, it works." And then he flew me in to work with uh, Alan Crabb, who was playing with the Portland Trailblazers at the time, and uh, we worked together. And um, I used Alan's name to position myself to work with more athletes and uh, built my brand from there. What are the five principles? Man, so number one is you got to, I'm, I'm not going to name exactly how it is in the book because I can't remember it, but it's the five values are get your money right, take self-responsibility, uh, create love and connection, 
do something that makes you feel significant and and cultivate your health. Mm-hmm. And we kind of have some human needs. And I talked about those chemicals that we release. Our body releases those chemicals when we do things that are good for us. So if you do those things, you'll release those chemicals. You know, I wrote a book called The Little Book of Mental Health, uh, Get Rid of Addiction, Anxiety, and Depression. And um, if you read that book, you literally will get rid of it if you do the steps. But um, when you're doing these chemicals, then you don't you don't need any drug because the, you're releasing the chemical yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, when you s- smoke like marijuana, that drug is released when you work out. So if you your body releases it from when you do things that are good. So there's it's a little detrimental to get those chemicals without the work. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that's why I wrote that book. And um, and um, I also talk about self-expression in the book because can't nobody be Todd Billy. <laughs> and, can't, and can't nobody be me. We're both the goats because we're ourselves. Right, 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 yeah. right. Man, so when you're writing a book, mm-hmm. why do you have it to where it's the five principles? Because mm-hmm. I think that that helps when you're trying to sell a product is to distill it yeah. into those elements. Yeah. This is the beef I have with Eckhart Tolle's The Power of Now book. There's no framework to it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, for me to take something that I'm good at and make a process for other people to replicate it so that they can get the same results as me, it has to be a framework. It has to be this step, this step, and this step. Right, right, so, right. That's so true, man. Yeah. You got to have that, man. You can't just... A lot of times we just be like, do this, and then they wondering why they can't do it. A it has framework. to be this, this. And um, making a framework isn't as easy as people think. Right. Because we're just naturally good at what we do. And so, so I you're, literally... You're, there's things you're doing that you're not thinking about. Exactly. And so it's tough to include that in your formula if mm-hmm. you're not thinking about it. You forgot it existed, but you're still executing on it. And you can't teach your swag, man. Right, right. <laughs> Step one, get the swagger down. <laughs> you know, as uh, Jim Rohn talked about how he was saying how um, he made this joke. He was like, watch the millionaire. Watch how he shakes hands. Watch how he walks. He's like, the guy said he walks weird. He was like, that walk is one million. <laughs> hey, model it. But um, I literally, when I, I literally think about, start with the beginning in mind, Stephen Covey, the first book I read, uh, what do I want from them to take out of this book or this product? I write a sad face and then I write a happy face on the other end and I just say, what pillars and steps do they need to take to go from sad face to happy face? Write those down, and then each pillar, I do it again. How do they get this pillar? And then write those down and just go step one, boom, step two, boom. Right. So the CPR company, Mm -hmm. how did you get it to where it is now? Mm -hmm. Well, I'm actually kind of curious because you took a skill that you obviously had to learn for your job. Yeah. Like you had to learn CPR for your job, and then you go out and you're teaching that same skill to other people. Yeah. Do you have to go and then get certified as like a teacher? You do. So it's actually really easy. You, you take a CPR class, a four-hour class. Right. Once you've ha- taken a CPR class, then the teacher course is two days. And basically, they just teach you how to teach because you already know the CPR. So then they teach you how to teach. And then um, teach you how to teach. The, the lead generation on that is so easy because... Um, because everybody needs it, yeah. right? Everybody needs it, but then healthcare providers need to renew every year. So what hit me was, okay, I knew my audience. They're healthcare, they're nurses, they're people who need to have CPR. And then, so what do 
I'll give you guys the value equation on how you want to break down the psychology when you're selling something is what's the desired outcome that they have in buying this product? What's the likelihood of achievement? Because they want to achieve that result. And then you want to add those and then you want to subtract time and you want to subtract difficulty. And so I went through that value equation that I learned from my mentor and I was like, oh, nurses want to get it. They only because they have to, you know, they know that they could do it already. They ain't trying to be in no class for four hours, man. (laughs) They, you know what I'm saying? They already know they're a nurse. They do this all the time. They just have to be here. So my USP, my unique selling proposition was uh, CPR class, get you certified with BLS where you ain't got to be in class all day. So how do you do that? I just bring them in and make sure that they go through the tests and the skills and get them right out of there. They're in there 5, 10, 15 minutes. Really? Yeah. And there's some rules on uh, with American Heart on what you have to do. The one rule is everybody has to watch the video. So the way I got around that rule is I play the video in the background while we're doing it and I put it on fast forward. <laughs> and I tell them, did you watch the did, did the video play during this? Yes, it did. And and boom, <laughs> I was able to uh, take away difficulty and, and less time. And they all come to me because they ain't, they ain't trying to go to a four hour class when they know CPR better than the teacher. Right, right. So that was that was the business that I saw you blow up, which mm-hmm. is really cool seeing you live that life and and promote it and advertise and then also create courses and other things on top of it, books mm-hmm. on top of that. What uh, what are you doing these days? What does business look like for you these days? So these days, I am automi- automizing everything. I have a podcast course. You 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 show me. Hey, you got to get some courses out there, hey, man. People so I have wanna, a course. People want to know what you know. I- exactly, and and it's speed, right? If if I could tell you how I got here, you don't got to go through the ten years it took me. Um, so I have a podcast course. I have a course teaching people how to speak and make money speaking because a lot of speakers speak but they don't know how to actually make mm. the money and then i have a uh zero to a hundred zero to six figure business blueprint course i have those three courses and i'm in the process of automating that to bring in consistent sales because you know uh, you want a business that brings in consistent revenue without you being there all the time and i have to be there so much so i'm trying to figure out how to automate that and then I'm trying to focus on buying these businesses, right, man. Right. I'm going back into healthcare. Baby boomers are getting old and there ain't enough nursing homes. And so I wanna roll up I wanna roll up nursing facilities and um and um consolidate them and then when a bull market comes back, sell it to a writ or go public. What's that process been like for you out there trying to make offers on these healthcare companies? Where do you even find healthcare companies for sale? Yeah. What does that process look like? That's hard. So for, first, you need a team. Because you, when you go to the bank, because I'm, I'm buying this with OPM. I'm not, mm-hmm. not going to pay $5 million for a business that makes a million. Right, right. Um, so you need a team. Um, in the process right now, looking for a chairman, I got... A lawyer and an accountant, Lonnie. I, remember, I don't know if you remember Lonnie. Yeah, how do you know Lonnie? Uh, you went to I, high school? I grew up with Lonnie. Okay, yeah. all yeah, right. I grew up with Lonnie, and uh, he's yeah. your frat brother. Yeah, my frat brother. That's funny, because I met him in Arizona, uh-huh. and I didn't even know he was kind of local. Yeah. So that's, that's cool. He's a good, good, good he, dude. He got the bag at, at his job, and then he just he just let his job go, and he's he's going entrepreneurial. But, nice. Um, he always had that mindset, too. Yeah, yeah. And he, he's super smart. But um, you build a team. And just make it legit. Chairman, CEO, all of that stuff. Because you can't do this by yourself. 
I'm the visionary. And, and as the business owner, um, every business owner should be looking for deals and getting capital. When you are going to that level where, hey, mm-hmm. I'm trying to get 100 million. And then you say, I don't even know about that anymore because I just walked in this office and I see a sign that says billionaire because anyone <laughs> could be a millionaire. <laughs> Them quotes change you. I literally read that and I was sitting here when we were on break and I was like, yo, I, I think I have to try to get a billy. <laughs> anyway, um, and then it's just, a, and then all it is is just, it's lead generated generation. Yeah. It's the hard part is your fir- my first couple deals have to be seller's finance. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so that's what's hard to find. And so seller's finance is just basically where I go to somebody who's 70, they don't have anybody who wants to take over the business, but they care about their employees and they don't have an exit plan. But if I can come to them and say, hey, you know, I've been in healthcare. I'll take over your business. Um, I'll retire you by paying you your own revenue from your business. So let's say they do a million a year in revenue. I could pay them, you know, a quarter of that over the next five to 10 years while they're retired and um, and um, take over the business. And then I instantly make seven fifty. Right, yeah, yeah. and the revenue is already there. It's it's. Uh, I think Robert Kiyosaki talked about that. He was like, he was like, use debt to buy assets. Mm-hmm. Ain't no better asset than a business that's already yeah. uh, earning it's cash. Very true. Very true. And um, so yeah, just looking for those sellers finance, and then I'm gonna try to roll up as many of those as I can over the next few years. I, I think the importance of that is. Creating a business that buys businesses. A lot of times we think that it's an individual thing. It's like, oh, I got to do this. I got to be that one person that figures it all out. But it's so much easier when you do have that team, when you have a lawyer backing, you have an accountant watching the numbers and making sure it makes sense, creating reports. So then even when you, if you have a lawyer, lawyer on your team, they're going to respect you on the other side of that table. If you have an accountant on your team and you're giving them actual breakdown of what is your your records might be better than their records. And they're going to be more inclined to just take what you're throwing at them if you bring them something. Mm -hmm. But you're not an accountant. I'm not an accountant. Mm -hmm. And you need that team because then it just makes it it way easier. You can create the entity that then is going to acquire that company. That's the way business should be done, especially at that level. So it's it's interesting to hear that you say that because I've been struggling with that too. Yeah. Um, just the buying a business and thinking about it as like an individual Mm -hmm. when in actuality it's not like... Whoever it is, we're going to come together and we're going to buy this mm-hmm. and we'll make our money on the back end. And the big businesses do it. Facebook acquired Instagram. You think Facebook took their money and bought Instagram? Right. No. Right. They have billions of dollars, but they still took a loan out <laughs> mm-hmm. to buy that business. Because let's say I can't get something on seller's finance, but the business makes, let's say, a million a year, free flowing cash flow. That means EBITDA. That means after. You know, they pay everything, they make a million dollars. Usually in the in the private sector, businesses sells for three to five times cash flow. Um, little secret, it's COVID right now. Everybody's scared. You can get them businesses for cheaper, two times, 2.5 times cash flow. But let's say I buy it uh, five times cash flow, they're making a million, says $5 million. I go to the bank. The bank is going to loan me the money because... In the last ten years, they've been making a million dollars. The the they know they're going to get paid back because the business has been making that money consistently mm-hmm. already. Right. So they say, hey, here's five million. You can do SBA, and a lot of people think that you still got to come up with like ten or twenty percent, which is not true. 
But if you can't hustle and come out with ten between you, so you better ask everybody. Right. You better ask right, right, cousins, right. mothers. <laughs> but it's not true. They they can fund it a hundred percent, and um, mm. that's where some confidence comes in. Where I've screamed on bankers like the SBA. It says right here in the SBA letter that this loan is protected by the SBA. So why can't you cover a hundred percent? But so you yeah. don't have to scream on people like I do. But um. <laughs> Yeah, I, man. Then your then your 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 note over the next five years is the same. You know, be two hundred, whatever, yeah. three hundred. The crazy thing is, people will go into debt for a lifestyle, but they won't go into debt for some income. They can create the lifestyle, and it's like it's a block. It's a psychological, mental block because a lot of us have never seen it. A lot of us have never known anybody who went and did something like that. Yeah, we're in a new frontier, but that doesn't mean it's not possible. Super possible, and I would say it's the guaranteed way to get to a hundred million word not really luck isn't required it's just yeah. work it just takes a year of every day calling 30 40 businesses mm-hmm. until you get that first one once you buy one i've heard i don't know yet till i cop one at that level um I've, i bought a consulting business for to leverage their debt but they say once you buy one, then next thing you know, they everybody's bringing you deals because they know you're capable closing. Of, of closing. And operating it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. We bought the vending, the vending machine right as a going concern. This mm-hmm. is like our first time buying a business. And it just ran itself. It, it's, it's a whole new thing. And it's, it's especially because a lot of us think that entrepreneurship means starting it from the ground up. Mm-hmm. A lot of us think that. Mm-hmm. And it's inspiring to read stories and I tell people that like Starbucks wasn't a startup. Nope. <laughs> Starbucks wasn't a startup. Tesla wasn't a startup. Nope. Elon Musk did not get out there and say, I'm going to create electric cars. No, he found a company that was already making electric cars and he, he bought it. Yeah. All of the companies that Amazon owns, they've just, they're in a, an acquisition machine. If you Google Amazon acquisitions, they probably bought about 500 companies. Yeah. And so like that's, that's the big bag. But even, even so... It's not even an income play to a certain extent. It can also be a net worth play. So you get in there, you buy a $5 million business, mm-hmm. you improve the system, turn it to a $25 million business, and now you just made the $20, $20 million. Yeah. Actually, you probably made, because I mean, you didn't pay for it out of pocket anyway. Yeah. So you've really made an infinite return, and you still get the cash flow. That's that's where we want to be. I'm not trying to mm-hmm. tell everybody my plan, because if I tell everybody my plan, they're going to be trying to run over there, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm going to let y'all do the rental property stuff, and I'm going to just focus on these these deals, this Reginald F. Lewis deal type mm-hmm. stuff. Hey, man, if you got to have a job, buy a job. Mm. So if you are a gym, if you work at a gym, LA Fitness, why don't you go find a motivated seller that wants to sell their gym, buy it. My boy Dion just did this. Uh, shout out Self-Made Training buy it and then you run it and yeah. then next thing you know you own the gym yeah it's the job you're working in the business but now you got a million dollar you got a yeah. a job paying you three hundred thousand a month that's yours you yeah. know what i mean so um um and there's something that's just cool is um a lot of business schools there's a lot of business schools but the most successful business school or the people that come out that are the most successful is like harvard Right. And so Harvard in their business, in their um, curriculum, they have one class that's different than other schools. And that's um, buying, buying small businesses. Yeah. And uh, HB, you can actually get the book, HBR Guide to Buying a Smart Businesses. Get it, cop it, read it. And um, 
Mm, I need to get that. Yeah. Decide if that's something you want to do. It literally breaks it down what you got to do. The only work that it takes is doing the work to find the business, that, to buy the business. That's it. Right. That's only work. And it right. takes time and some resilience. And, you know, you might be broke a while until you find it. But off of one deal, millionaire. Yeah. So before we wrap, we're going to ask a few questions. Mm-hmm. Um, but while we're here... Um, let's talk about your partnership with Hive Mind. Yeah. How'd you get associated? How'd you get affiliated with them? Yo, so, you know, if you guys don't know what a mastermind is, it's where you come together with other successful people. And it's hard to get in like a really good mastermind with actual people that are actually doing things that you want to do. Your net work is your net worth, right? Um, the five people that you hang around the most is what's going to it's gonna um, really project what you do in the future because you always are accountable to your peer group because you know you don't want to get roasted right <laughs> it's uh i have one friend his name is jeff osborne if you he'll say hey, you, hey uh he'll start talking about an idea and he'd be like yo it's in this book and you'd be like oh i haven't read it you haven't read that yet what you what you doing I, you know and when you have those kind of you know your friends are usually roasting you for not having jordans but anyway we <laughs> <laughs> um i was in the todd capital mastermind i was um um, blessed to be able to get in early and, you know, hopped in there, obviously been following Todd and, uh, met the hive mind guys in there. And, you know, I wanted to, I was reading a book on how you can make a lot of money with, with like software and, um, stuff like that. And I posted something like, man, I gotta get the software money, man. (laughs) And they hit me up like, yo, we got this software and, one thing that I know is I know a billion dollar idea when I see one because I could just, you know, just being in business and knowing USP. And when I saw Hive Mind and saw that it's a CRM, but not it's not just a CRM. And that's why I was like, yo, y'all can't call it Hive Mind CRM. Y'all got to just call it Hive Mind because it's mm-hmm. way more than a CRM. Right. Um, I took everything and just switched it to there. Not only is it work better than all the stuff I had, like Kartra. Click funnels, um, but I got a lot of help. You know the guys, Daniel, who's over here, Anthony. They explained everything to me how great it works. Um, if you don't have a CRM and you're not, you don't have an actual customer relationship management system where you're seeing where you are in your in your deal flow with people, then you aren't really running a business quite yet. You're just kind of dibbling and dabbling. Um, you know, a lot of people think entrepreneurship is risky. It's actually not risky when you know your numbers, but you can't know your numbers unless you have a CRM. And so I uh, got with those guys, started using it. I love it. A CRM is super important because if I'm reaching out to business owners to possibly want to buy their business, they might say no today, but I'm going to reach out again in three months, maybe six months in a year. And if you don't have a customer management system to 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 keep reaching out strategically, you can't do that. And this is just the best one out there, period. And to see the back end of their business and how they use it as a lead generator for their real estate stuff and stuff like that, it's just, it's next level, man. It really is. You mentioned software money. Why is there so much money in software? Because big businesses need systems. They got systems and they need to run these systems easily, right? Mm-hmm. You know, if all of you guys who have a job you got to start watching how your job runs their business, how they are utilizing you. 
you know, sometimes a job is good because it's not about what you make at a job. It's about who you're becoming at a job. Mm. And then so if you can see um, what they're doing at the top and how they're running things, then when you start your business, you can run it like that. And so if you can run a system faster and easier, then that's that's more bread, man. If you can do if you can do lead generation faster and easier, that's just more money right. and uh, and more time to figure out how to make more money. Yeah. yeah. Man, so what is your favorite business or real estate book? Man. Godly. I'm going to say... I'm going to say the HBR Guide to Buying a Small Business. Yes, you got to check that out. I'm checking that out. These Harvard books are cheating. They are a cheat code. They literally took these Harvard classes and put them in books it it it's it's crazy and now i see why people who go to harvard are so smart and they win they literally put the keys in there and they're not trying to sell you anything so these books aren't like hey now buy my no they literally lay it out this is what you got to do mm-hmm. so those hbr that that book because that's what i really want to do and that's what's going to get me to my goal yeah so that book was probably my favorite what does success mean to you yo thank you for asking me this question cuz you know People be hating on that lifestyle, man. To me, <laughs> success is a lifestyle. Like, you can't eat that paper. Yeah, you want to have, you know, you, you want to have money in the bank, yeah, all that. But I just want to be able to wake up and do what I want to do, man. I'm gonna go to the gym. I'm gonna chill. I'm gonna eat with, with my my friend. You know what I mean? If you're if you marry, you know, you wake up, see your kids, kiss your kids, be happy. Then go to the office. Yeah, you got to work a little bit, but if your systems are working in order, remember, money doesn't make you free. What makes you free is systems. Money solves problems. So you got those systems in order, man. You bringing in that money. Man, lifestyle, man. Be able to do what you want, go where you want most of the time for me as well. Mm, mm. Time. That's true. You know, I think that is, is very true because that's that's what I think and what I celebrate mm-hmm. is knowing if I want to do something, I can do it. Yeah. It's not even so like, Oh, you got the nicest car, the bis- the biggest car, the flashiest car. It's like, no, I'm gonna drive my little Tesla yeah. down to San Diego on a Tuesday <laughs> and I'm gonna get on a boat. Like that's, that's rich. That's success. Yeah. So that's a really good answer. And I think you actually answered that question the same exact way when we had you on the podcast. Yeah. It has not changed. Yeah. I said, what does wealth mean to you? you said lifestyle. I'll never forget that. Yeah. Um, what sets apart successful people from those who give up, fail, and never get started? So successful people, and for lack of better terms, failures, actually are exactly the same except one thing. A failure starts something. They get to a roll bump. They say, I don't have that. I can't do that. I don't have those skills. I don't have that money. And they stop. A successful people gets there and say, you know, I'm not a good speaker. They go learn it. I don't have money. They go get it. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to do that. They learn it. You know what I mean? I mean, you know, I, I watch Charles's. You you should be consuming people who you want to be like or people that are sustaining a mindset. Consume them on Instagram, not not the blogs. I don't follow the blogs. But I remember one of Charles's story, he was watching himself speak. And the, the tag underneath was game film. <laughs> yo he's he's like yo i'm gonna get good at this speaking i'm gonna figure it out 
you know, um, uh, Kobe talks about that. There was a player who had a bad finals game, and Kobe was like, did you watch the game? They were like, no, I can't watch. It gives me anxiety. And Kobe's like, how are you going to get better? You need to be watching that game, breaking that game film down, seeing how you can do better. Because what happens is when you watch yourself and you get better, things slow down and it starts to mm. occur for you differently. You know, when I first, my first speaking gig, I gave the speech and don't remember giving the speech because I was so nervous that I was just up there talking. Now I'm so present in the room, I know who's paying attention, who's not. I'll change my tonality, different things. You're more present and everything slows down like a video game. Yeah. That's dope. Yeah. Man. Um great conversation. Yeah, man. I know people are going to get a ton of value out of this. We talked about buying businesses. We talked about building businesses. We talked about mindset. Talked about creating products. So I know you guys are going to get a ton of information out of this. Yeah, and we're also going to hit you with that micro content because there's a lot of really hot takes that I can't wait to turn into some Instagram videos. So those are coming soon. Man, where can they find you? Where can they follow you? Where can they support what you have going on? Where can they buy your products? Where can they interact with you online? Yo, so RoyRed.com, R-O-Y-R-E-D-D.com. I have a free book on there um, called The Unbounded CEO where I just, when I sit down with a business owner and I break their business down and build it back up and figure out where the revenue is, I go through that as if I'm doing it in your business in that uh, book. It's a PDF ebook. You get it. You can read it in an hour or two. And just uh, it breaks down where to find the revenue because a lot of entrepreneurs are doing things that don't actually bring in revenue. So it shows you where the revenue in your business and mm -hmm. how to bring more. Uh, that's on the house. Hit me up on the gram. Roy underscore red R-E-D-D. -D, man, the guy who got my name without the underscore. He ain't trying to give it up, man. He trying to. He saw I got a bag, so he was like, yo, I give it to you for 20000 They, like, they want to charge you for when, when they see you got something. I'm like, man, you ain't even using it. But anyway, <laughs> uh, you can hit me up there uh, or email me, Roy at RoyRed.com. Uh, let me know questions, concerns. Anybody who hits me up and be like, man, I saw you on the on the, uh, on the Charles's podcast, uh, free 99. Whatever you need to know, whatever you want to know, uh, just hit me up and I'll just give it to you. Just Dope. tell you what you need to know. Awesome. Yeah, so I'll have all the links in the show notes. Everything he just listed will be in the show notes so that you guys can just go direct there. We got to make it easy for you to succeed and hard for you to fail. Shout out to the hearts on the Instagram live. Shout out to people who tuned in every week and who meet me in the streets. They're like, man, I listen to the podcast. The cool thing is we're only taking it up another level. If you guys can't tell, when you do these in-person shows, the audio is seamless. So... The audio channel on seven for both. We're not going in and out. There's no uh, no speaker phone or whatever is going on. So I know you guys are going to get a really good audio experience for this. I know the conversation is going to flow in and out way more effortlessly because we're not like talking on the walkie talkie like if it was Zoom. So we are leveling up. I got to level up this background pretty soon. I don't know what I'm going to do. Actually, I just bought three um three new watch pictures, kind of like those. I'm going to put boom, boom, boom and have this whole side just watches. That's one thing I'm working on. But um, it was an Audemars Piguet, a Yacht Master, and a Sky Dweller. So those are coming soon because uh, you got to get that vision going. You got to surround yourself with success. But always a pleasure, good sir. Thank you for coming out yeah. to the office, Tide Capital Studios. And uh, we're out. Okay. See you next week. Thanks for having me. Peace.